This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Come through, queen. I wanna see ya come through, queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come, come through, through, Queen. This is episode 76. Trashy, trashy, trashy. Hi, Brendan. Hi, Dan. Are you out of the woods yet? I'm in the clear. <laughs> nice. Going clear. Great documentary. Yeah. Check it out on HBO. Actually, I stick to only Leah Remini Scientology exposés. Yeah. Okay. So how was the woods? Oh, it was great. Uh, just, you know, chilling. For going, someone who doesn't back like being in nature, you've been in nature a lot. Well, let me tell you something. A hike two weekends in a row. I'm looking forward to... Keeping my butt planted on the couch this weekend. Did you go to that same mountain that we went to that other time where you no. were miserable? New hike, new location. We pushed out some great content during that hike. The Shannon Bedore, oh. David Bedore photo. <laughs> oh yeah, we found like a grave for like the the man whose name the the mountain was named after, and like we did a reenactment of like I was laying down pretending to be dead and Alex was praying for me or reverse maybe. We can re up that content mm. to a fresh audience who maybe wasn't following us back then. Yeah. Uh so what were you up to this weekend? Um not much. Karaoke, I think. Care oh karaoke. Okay, yeah. So I went to brunch on Saturday and my contact broke in half during brunch. So I had to get that all figured out. But then I met back up with our friends and we went to karaoke what did you sing um wonderwall <laughs> really <laughs> well no there was a point you know like when you are starting a karaoke room and you need mm-hmm. to just get songs queued up yeah because people are taking too long so like we were putting in everything we could see 
You know what? I find that I need to maybe sit down one day in like a sober state of mind and pick like what songs I want to perform at karaoke and put it in my notes app. Because I think when I show up to karaoke, I never know what to like do. Oh, you're the person who has the book the entire time? Yeah. Yeah. I like read every page in the book. And by the time I'm done reading, it's time to go home. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it devolved into some screamo. Mm. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Because we were with—I um, didn't even know what that was. We were with our friend Honey Mustard Girl, and yeah. she loves Screamo. Mm, mm, mm. And then I was like, "It's time to go home." Well, that's nice. Happy National Coming Out Day. That was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like week. It's it's like you know, a birthday week, Christmas coming out week. week. Yeah, <laughs> still out, <laughs> still here, still here, still queer, still queer. Oh, that's a great um, time to do our programming notes. Brendan won't be here, but I'll still be actually more queer next week. Mm, Beautiful. Um, Don't skip the episode. Actually, the one when I wasn't here, it had higher ratings. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like Donald Trump, like analyzing the ratings. Well, no, I'm like the opposite of Donald Trump. (laughs) Yeah, sad. Uh, So... Speaking of ratings. Speaking of ratings, I wonder how The View is doing with with its new co-host. Have you tuned in? Yes. So Megan McCain joins The View, and she needs to, like, loosen up those buttons, babe. So have you seen all episodes that have aired so far? I I have. I've only caught Tuesday and Wednesday, I believe. Just, like... She's so stiff, and he's taking it so seriously. Mm. It's like, you're on a daytime show, like, you can, like, you can poke fun at Trump a little bit. I mean, he did say that he doesn't like your dad because he likes people who didn't get caught. I mean, more, like, (laughs) that's just, like, one of many negative things he said about John McCain. But for some reason, I think she was hired to be... The voice? The defender of conservatives, and, like, not even conservatives, but to actually defend Trump. Yeah. Um, I find it interesting how it seems as though Whoopi goes from loving her to wanting to, like, grab her neck. Well, the first... Megan's first episode was, like, all about, like, Whoopi, like, loving her and, like, admiring her. And, like, Megan all about, like, I've looked up to Whoopi. She's, like, she reaches out to young women in the industry and, like, all this stuff. Yeah. Um, Which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. But, like, it's obvious, like, it, it occurred to me, it really occurred to me while watching this, it's like, oh, Whoopi gets to pick oh. the talent. Yeah. Basically. Like, she was sick of Jet, and here comes Megan. Yeah. And I feel bad, like, Sonny and, and Sarah really formed a bond with Jed. Mm-hmm. They were ripped out of, she was ripped out of their lives. And now we're going to have to, like, watch... Disney World episodes with, like, Megan. Like, palling around. Palling around, which, like, I don't think she has, can do. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I'm a View loyalist. I've watched During the Darkest Days, oh. Jenny McCarthy. Yeah. So, like, I'll keep on watching, but, like... Stay tuned. I think you made a mistake. Mm. Well, it's a revolving door around there, so we'll see. Speaking of mistakes, and revolving doors... <laughs> Nini Leaks is currently spiraling. Uh, so, Nini Leaks will no longer be hosting the Escape reunion tour after dropping a disgusting rape clapback at a heckler during one of her stand-up gigs. Escape released a statement on Thursday morning saying they were dismayed by Nini's remarks. Although Nini apologized, Escape emphasized that they came to the decision as supporters of all women 
and stand by all female rape victims. They added, this tour is for and about our fans, and we want to provide an entertaining and enjoyable experience for every single person who attends. They also wish Nini the best as she navigates this very difficult period. Nini got booed last weekend in Oakland when she said she hoped a heckler got raped by their Uber driver. The Real Housewives star apologized later, saying she regretted uttering the words, especially as she is an abuse victim herself. So I'm wondering most about fashion, please, because <sighs> yeah. we're going into uh, award season. Award season, and like two years ago, they had all that controversy after Juliana Rancic mm-hmm. said what she said. Yeah, though I guess, I suppose that was on the show. Yeah. So that's a little different, but like still this is like pretty this is really egregious, especially in like right now. I know the that it happened the weekend between when the New York Times thing about wine uh, wine scene dropped and uh Ronan's follow-up. Yeah, and this just week everything. Yeah. So it's wild. Uh yeah, and then not only that, but she is getting really into it to a degree that we haven't seen before with Kim and Brielle. Yeah. And Kim was on Larry King recently, kind of almost laughing at the fact that Nini's really digging her own grave. And she was like indicating, well, we'll see who's asked back for season 11. When was that taped? Because she was on Watch What Happens Live last Thursday, Kim was. Mm -hmm. And it was after... We had talked about all of the stuff, but mm-hmm. like the way she talked about Nini made me think that it was filmed before it wasn't live. Yeah, yeah. Like she was nice about Nini. Mm-hmm. Like, like she'll always have a place in my heart or whatever. Yeah, or I'll always love her. I don't know. It's hard to tell with these rec- these tape recordings sometimes. I know. I've been to a three p.m. taping. <laughs> <laughs> you know the ins and outs. And they still feed you booze. Mm. Uh, so let's move on to some news we learned from What's the Tea? What's the Tea with RuPaul and Michelle Visage. Yeah, so Jinx Monsoon was on. Did you listen to that episode? I'm through with most of it. I got to this part we're about to talk about, but it's always more enjoyable when a former RuPaul's Drag Race cast member is on. Oh yeah, when I have like 10 episodes in the queue, I'm running to the one with a drag queen on it yeah and it's like rare yeah that they have them yeah yeah um because like if it's someone who's contemporary to rue they spend the entire time dragging millennials <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh but jinx monsoon was on uh, a prior winner and they discussed the potentiality of a winner's circle all-stars yeah and jinx was saying they were talking about like very interesting things like Jinx was talking about how her and Sharon are really close, but she knows that the moment they walked into the room, it would get, like, really cutthroat because Sharon plays mind games, would play mind games with her. Um, And then they started talking about, like, how Bob and Bianca are both from New York and longtime friends and they're comedy people. And then it'd be interesting to see, like, Tyra and BB. It would be so interesting. I don't even know who to root for. Not your queen, Alaska. I mean, I guess she's, like... Maybe one of the most well-rounded and well-liked mm-hmm. in history. It would be interesting to see Alaska and Sharon in the same room. Right. Going for the same crown, definitely. Yeah. Because they're both so competitive and there's so much history of, like, 
Alaska wanting to go on drag race for so many years and then Sharon getting it the only year she tried out and then Alaska not winning the crown the year, next year. All while they were dating. All while they were dating. Yeah. Um, But like, I think this would be a case with like sort of a Ginger Minge All-Stars 2 case with Sasha Valor where like she would just get lost. <gasps> e- she, I don't see her, like, having a strong ally with anyone here. I, I almost see, like, Raja and, like, Sharon making fun of Sasha because she's, like, too <laughs> earnest. Do you know what I mean, though? Yeah. Like, they sort of, they don't do what she does, but, like, they run in similar, into similar, like, styles sometimes. Yeah. And, like, I feel like they care a lot about, like, queer history and that sort of thing, which is what Sasha's all about. And... Mm-hmm. Sasha takes it super seriously, mm-hmm. for better or mm-hmm. for worse. So, yeah, I think they would definitely make fun of her. Yeah, well, hopefully... I mean, it's not going to be happening anytime soon. We filmed an All-Stars 2 just this past summer. All-Stars it's not 3. Aired. Oh, yeah, All-Stars 3. I, <laughs> the first one... All-Stars just, 1 doesn't exist. <laughs> slips my mind. Uh, so that one's not is airing next year. I'm sure we're going to have another two years before the next one. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh... Speaking of changes, changes to formats. Okay, so the big news came out of who's going to replace Kathy Griffin in CNN's New Year's Eve coverage, and ding, 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 it's Andy Cohen. Yeah, AC2 Live coming at you. It's going to be called New Year's Eve Live with Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen, and it's going to be take place on December 31st mm. into... January 1st. Um, Makes sense. And obviously he's replacing Kathy Griffin, who was dismissed by CNN last spring after she posted a video of her holding a mask styled to look like the severed head of President Donald Trump. First of all, isn't it crazy that that was last spring? It was this past spring. Yeah. Like when did you... Like we're in fall right now. This year has been like... Uh, nothing feels normal normal this is not normal oh my god um (laughs) no but kathy has like said some stuff about her friendship with anderson and how Mm -hmm. it's over oh yeah so i really wonder because i feel like andy and kathy had some sort of back and forth obviously because kathy was on bravo for all those years and like she was on his show a lot Mm -hmm. so like i wonder if he reached out to her before the announcement happened or if they're just like i don't know i've I feel like I've read somewhere that they they don't have a good relationship. Oh, interesting. Um, like, when's, when was the last time you've seen her on Watch Robins Live? I don't know. I can't even like imagine her ever being on there. Really? Maybe like in the season one days when they were just getting anyone uh, like that was part of the Bravo family. Yeah. Um, I want to segue a little bit into my hopes and dreams for this New Year's Eve special. Because 20, I want to say it was 2010 into 2011, or 2011 into 2012, but I think it was definitely 2010 into 2011, they let Bravo do a New Year's Eve special that, there are clips online, and it's like, so it's a fever dream. <laughs> Everyone who was big on the network pops by at some point, so it's like... Nini, it's Kim, it's Dina Manzo, it's mm-hmm. Lisa Vanderpump. Lisa Vanderpump and Nini like go at it for a second. <laughs> it's Kat Omani from fucking Real oh Housewives of DC because she was an Andy favorite for like yeah, quite yeah, a while, yeah. even after she was 
uh, after that show was canceled, Megan McCain shows up. Oh my god, <laughs> we're really going full circle. Oh, I you've never about, seen this? No, I've seen it, but like I forgot about the Megan McCain. Yeah, I know there's like it's a wig drop. It's a wig drop. Um, Tamara makes out with Andy. Oh yeah, Tamara's there. Kim performs "Tardy for the Party." Jenny Pulos performs the Andy Cohen theme song. It's really a moment in history. There, did I mention a, da- a dog and cat wedding? Oh yes, it was like Grandma Wrinkles and, and Jiggy, Jiggy when Jiggy was still well <laughs> before he started murdering <laughs> all those dogs. Uh, so yeah, I wish it was that, but it's just gonna be like them outside, right? And like talking, and, and then, like Don Lemon will be somewhere drunk. <laughs> Remember how wasted he got last year? No, because I was wasted. Oh, no, but like... The oh, after the online, fact. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like go back. Yeah. Uh, you always you always are like just getting out of the shower when I'm arriving <laughs> to your New Year's Eve party. <laughs> We're preparing up to the last minute. This is a, a two-man production. <sighs> so let's take a quick break before we get to... We have OC, we have Dallas, we have New Jersey. A lot to talk through. So stay tuned. So Orange County. So I will say this week's episode was better, I thought, than most. Why? Just like the whole party at the end shit actually happened. Like stuff went down. It was great to see Shannon Bedore tip a belly dancer. Yeah, that felt like that's not how it's supposed to work. Right, but yeah, I don't know. Right? Didn't it? Like, like, maybe you, like, put it in, like, a hat or something. I'm trying to think. I've never been in a situation with a belly dancer, but yet we have seen a lot of belly dancers on these shows. Mm-hmm. We've seen them on Jersey a lot. Yeah. We've seen them in um, New York, in Morocco. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've seen them on the Kardashians. I don't recall any of them slipping a dollar under, like, a strap. Right. I like can like picture like Sonia drunkenly dancing up there. Yeah, but that's but like that's as far it. as it goes. Um, but we're jumping ahead a little bit. Yeah, we got to sit down with uh, Tamara uh, and. Um, it was a cold open. Yeah. No. Why was that? Like I to make to it like, more dramatic to amp up the drama, which it's just. Ugh. So Tamara actually tweeted or hollered somewhere that this was actually a forty-five minute sit down. Right. And it was like five minutes, two minutes, two minutes in this. So what? Like, what did we miss? Did they like eating? I can't like figure it out. No, they went to a coffee place. No, right? they got they got like iced teas. Mm. Um, yeah, and nothing happened. It's the same old shit. Well, so instead of making amends, Vicky came up with like a new drag of Tamara. What's her angle now? So, Eddie got together with Tamara so he could open up a gym. Oh, yeah. But, like, didn't Eddie come from money? Or he, at least he had, like, a... Well, he, I think he, like, he, I think he worked for his family's law firm mm-hmm. and was making, I'm pretty sure Tamara said he was making six, six figures. Uh, so, he could have been very happy and comfortable doing that why would you want to go and open up a gym but like and then she said it was her dream to open up the gym after she got into fitness who do we believe here and like tamra does nothing with that gym anymore like half her working out is like not even at that gym i yeah. don't believe anyone on this show well you know i i feel like the gym to me 
is more in order for her to be able to have a fitness lifestyle brand. Like she could sell a video, uh, a right. shake, or this, but she hasn't really. She hasn't done any of that. Jumped on that. Like that would have made sense. Like a Britney, uh, no, not Britney, a Bethany, <laughs> a Bethany Empire sort of thing. A Phaedra uh, donkey booty video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they definitely filmed the video. Didn't they have the party last season where they streaked or something? That Wasn't that a party in celebration of some video she made? I thought that was a 70s party. That was the 70s party. Oh, well, there was a separate... There was, no, I don't think that was... I don't know. Whatever. There was a party for uh, a fitness video. That, oh, no, it was a party for the commercial they released for <laughs> fitness. I'm sorry. I was so confused. And they streaked during it? I think so, because it was like a sexy-themed party because the, the, the commercial was sexy. Oh, for some reason in my... Br- oh, yeah, you're right. In my brain, I thought that happened during the 70s party. Because, yeah. like... I thought it was like 70s themed naked thing. I don't yeah. know. Oh my God. They oh. have so many like made up ass parties on OC, like more than anyone else. Well, I didn't know that a 22nd anniversary called for, called for a big party, but apparently it does. Deco and Peggy. Well, I mean like Ramona got her vows renewed on her 17th anniversary. So it's like, there are no rules. I know, but at least Ramona was doing it a few seasons in. Right. Peggy's like on the scene. She met these women a month ago, and meanwhile, they're taking up two tables at this party. And meanwhile, we before we even get to the party, we get yet another Deco and Peggy just sitting down eating scene. <laughs> and I guess it was to set up the party, but it's still yeah. like unnecessary. We don't like these people. Like Bravo, if you're listening, like you have time to recut a few episodes, like going forward. Like let's get less Deco and. Peggy and more like Shannon and Archie. And you know what? I have a theory. It's jumping ahead a little bit. But you know how New Jersey started with the trip and it's so shocking? Mm-hmm. I wonder. And then we had a few flashback clips of like the house, Danielle's housewarming, da 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 da. I bet you there was no conflict for the first month of filming. Right. Because Teresa's mom died, everyone's just being nice, this and that. So we just jumped into where there's conflict. Right. But, like, Jersey, their production company, whoever does it, they love time traveling. <laughs> like, they, they always start you somewhere, and then you're somewhere else. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. the christening, mm-hmm. like, we started with we started with the fighting that season three, also but then the they, court like, stuff too. backed it up and did yeah. the build-up. Yeah. When, she, when Teresa was, like, heading to court. Yeah. They love time traveling. Mm-hmm. So I guess also before we get to the party, Kelly's parents are so unwell. Like we've met the unwell mother before, but the dad really scares me as well. And like, there's this obsession with like them going to the senior center. Like, what's <laughs> happening there? She just wants to send them all away. She doesn't want anyone in her life but, other than her daughter. Maybe. But she doesn't even like want to send that. Like, she doesn't. What, what words am I trying? It's like not that she wants them to go to a nursing home or assisted living. She just wants them to go for the day to the senior center. Like, let them like go to the care. beach. You have a beach right there. <laughs> well, they have to walk through the parking lot. <laughs> is the, has the daughter been on the scene this season or is she not on the show? She was in one scene, I think, only to illustrate that Kelly... She's still alive. No, Kelly and Michael are fighting in front of their daughter like her parents fought in front of her. But it wasn't that a flashback to last season? Maybe. 
I what think... Ha- what happened to the brother, too? He used to be, like, hamming it up for the camera. Remember when we first talked about Kelly Dodd's, like, first episode? We were like... Or at least I was like, oh, I love this family. <laughs> yeah, look at us now. It's a family in shambles. All being sent off to the center. Um. So what else this episode? Before we get to the parte. Oh, Lydia and her mom shopping. And like, it's Monopoly money when my mom buys it for me. Oh, yeah. And like, her mom made a 69 joke. Yeah. Which was like, fine. But like... The give, give the mom a, an orange, I guess. No, but like the mom's complicit in mm. Lydia's mm. existence on this show, which has not been great. Yeah. Okay. Let's just talk about the party. I'm yeah, I'm there. So I'm it there seems to be just like at like an Armenian restaurant, which is pretty nice. Seems mm-hmm. to be like we got baba ganoush. Mm-hmm. We got this. We got that. Dipping. Yeah, they were dipping. There was like hookah. Which, there's, like, I've never done hookah. Yeah, I'm not interested. I don't really understand. There's flavors, though, from what I understand. Okay. Like, you could have a fruity hookah. Ooh, you're a fruity hookah. <laughs> um, we got Vicky filming with the only person who will film with her, Peggy's child. <laughs> oh, can I tell you, that was the most jarring thing and I tweeted this, I think, mm-hmm. that I've ever seen on one of those shows. Vicky getting down to the child's eye level and trying to explain the drama that she has with Shannon and Tamara and, like, really trying to get this kid to get it. This child's also 10, I think, and really didn't even know how to respond. It was so scary. And this was after Peggy sat that child down and was like, here's what I want you to do if you love your mom. <laughs> You will grab Aunt Vicky and bring her over to Aunt Tamra to both kiss you on the cheek for a photo. Oh, I missed that. I like zoned out. It was like that. she was like training her kid before the party started. Oh my god, it's from the school of Gorga. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um and then we have Deco pulling Shannon Bador aside. Oh yeah. To Tell her that David was asking questions about Peggy's cancer. And it's like, I, uh, why are we here again? What did we do (laughs) to deserve this? To deserve this. (laughs) To anger Andy Cohen and Evolution Media to put us through this BS again. They don't have someone on this show right now who I think it might have been Heather Dubrow before who wears the producer hat. Right. Heather knew. No one's producing this. <clears throat> Heather knew to pull out her phone in that hotel <laughs> yes. hallway in Ireland. I mean, we got Bethany on New York. We got Danielle Staub in New Jersey, which I'll get to in a moment. Oh, I, I have a lot of things to say about this. I just looked at him like really skeptical, yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure he'll tell me something great. I've been like thinking about it for the past 20 We don't hours. have a Leanne Locken. We don't have a Leanne Locken grabbing the girls, telling them we have a, a show to film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no one. Because Vicky's sitting pretty. She's had this job for years. Yeah, she thinks she could like do whatever she wants. Yeah. Make a fucking salad with shrimp and eat it with my, whatever. What's his name? Pete? <laughs> John? He was like a John. Like, I think it's something with a P. Okay. Perf. Perf. 
perf. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, I do have to say, Shannon, though, <laughs> when we were when we were witnessing the gift giving ceremony at this twenty mm-hmm. second anniversary, where she gets like they get watches and then she gets her own diamond necklace. Yeah. Okay. His name's Hunt- Steve. Sorry. Hundreds of thousands. Shannon said two years ago. I got a bread maker and a pan for my anniversary, <laughs> if he remembers. <laughs> uh, Shannon is the best part of the show. Yeah, but like Shannon can't be the producer. She needs to be one of the stars and only do that. She's not getting the producer credit. She's just yeah. starring in the show. Yeah, she's just there to be Shannon. Yeah. So like, I don't even remember what the preview was for. Are we going on vacation? Not yet. Uh, how is that possible? <laughs> Are we getting ready for vacation? I don't... Did anyone suggest going on vacation Wait, yet? Wait, did... Did we all... Did we do that at this party, maybe? Like, was Are we going, Peggy, to, are like, we going to Iceland? <laughs> I don't know. Remember last year, the Ireland one yes, was, so was so jarring. Good. It was like... <laughs> At that weird party, and then all of a sudden, the next episode, they were on the Megan's trip. like, I want to learn about my family. Let's go to Ireland. Okay. Also, I feel like Megan has barely been on this season. Good. She hasn't been good since she played detective, and she already hung that hat She up. retired, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it, you know, it makes a little bit of sense, because remember how she was supposed to not even be on the season? Mm-hmm. She moved back to St. Louis. Just, like, stay in St. Louis. Go <laughs> hang out under that arch. Like, Jimmy is worth a lot of money, right? He's got a very lucrative television career, right? I think so. Like, on a sports... Not ESPN. We're mad at them right now. But I think it's, like, something else. Like, Fox Sports. Oh, okay. Maybe. I have no idea. Probably, we're probably still mad at them, but they're not firing people or suspending people okay. for speaking their mind. So, let's move on to Dallas. Now, this is a good show. Okay. So, then the Andy Cohen and the Gods of Bravo looked kindly upon us, and we are on our... We've had two and a half episodes of Dallas being on vacation, which Which I... Which is unexpected. Never thought we would get. Because Potomac, I felt like we got there and left in one episode. Right, and Dallas last year was in... We drove... To a house. In a shared lake house, but no <laughs> lake in sight. Yes. Uh, although I do have to call Andy out. Last night, like leading up to New Jersey, he's like, New Jersey, New Jersey, like hashtag New Jersey, oh, New Jersey, New Jersey. Too. And he doesn't say peep about Dallas. And he played a clip on Watch What Happens Live on Monday from Dallas next week or something, or like looking back at like this week's episode of mm-hmm. Dallas. And like... He didn't roll his eyes, but, like, he looked at Shannon and whoever the other guest was, like, like sort of like, Meh. Like, he doesn't have a sparkle in his eye when he discusses Dallas. Right, and he did promote people asking questions about the reunion, and mm. I need to, like, go check to see if he does this with other housewives. He does? No, 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 oh. no, no, what I'm about to say. He didn't tag any of them. Like, in his tweet, mm. it was just, like, him listing their first names. Although, they all came out in full force. As, I know. As they are wont to do. I know. Like, liking every question, every comment, jumping in, answering the questions before we even get to the reunion. Like, don't utter a name of one of them on social media. They will find you. You don't need to at them. You don't need to hashtag anything. They if will... you're thinking about Dallas... <laughs> One of them will come and find you. It's like, 
<laughs> it's like that thing from Drag Race this past season. Like, if you're crying, if you're a queer person, like crying into a mirror, Sasha Valor will appear here. and like tell you something about queer history. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. A, a Dallas Queen will like tell you about what's going on at the Roundup. <laughs> okay, so we're still on vacation. God bless. We're still in Mexico. And it's glorious. It's this is like a beautiful trip. Yeah. I never want to leave. We are so after dinner, we go <gasps> the popular girls go. I can't even believe we're starting here. Like it feels like so much transpired. Right. So like the cool girls go and have like a very it seemed very Vickel, Vicky Gunvalson. Well it wasn't the, it wasn't the cool girls because it got fractured because Carrie and Cameron went home. And oh well, yeah, one of the cool girls. Cool girls in the moment. So Brandy and Steph went with the old ladies, with Deandra and Leanne, and it was so a sight to behold. They they put whooped it up, and they they know that they need to appreciate their time on Bravo, so they fucking had their camera phones up, recording anything that they could to hand it over to the producers. They put on delays to shame. They were on the bar. Brandy was. Living her best life. Deandra was up on that bar too. Yeah, she's she's like I'm on the fun train with a young girl. <laughs> how old is Deandra? Deandra's forty eight, and Leanne's fifty. And Stephanie and Brandy are still in their thirties. Brandy's like thirty eight, thirty nine. Steph is like thirty six. Interesting. And oh. Cameron's thirty two, thirty four. <laughs> that's surprising and carries 40 okay so there that's the lay of the land right now so yeah. i think like i think you need to know this in order to take it all in well yeah but like it's funny that they call themselves like the old girls or like the young girls because like all in all most of them are like not that far apart in age in what way? I don't know. Just like I think they're in. It's diff- not like Ramona to like Jules, but yeah. But I think we got Brandy, Carrie, and Steph all who have young children. Oh yeah, and and, and Cameron as well. Deandra and Leanne both never had their own children. Yeah. Cool. So I think that's like the big divide. Divide. Yeah, funny enough, the ones with the children party more. Um, <laughs> well, they just need to let loose. That was an enjoyable scene. Yeah, and then we ha- it was like juxtaposed with the girls, like the other ones doing masks. And I did they only have one bed per room? I noticed when they were filming that, or they decided to sleep in beds together. No, Leanna and Deandra have their own beds. Okay, but I specifically remember that Carrie. It seems like. Carrie and Cameron, like, fell asleep together. Or was that just for play because they were doing the masks? I think that was for play. And then Brandy and Stephanie actually probably Probably. fell asleep together. (laughs) (laughs) But Brandy also said she liked hanging out with old people. (laughs) (laughs) Brandy? Brandy is... She woke up this season. (laughs) She's really fucking funny. But also I think, like, from the first half of the season to now, there's, like, a light in her eyes that wasn't there. It's called Stephanie Holman. Because <laughs> remember at the beginning of the season, they were estranged. Like Brandy's eyes weren't focusing. Because Stephanie Holman... 
Stephanie Coleman is her one true Her life love. source. Yeah. So what happened after that? They met up... Oh. We do the... Like, the ops, of course. I love morning. this, too. Bringing us something original. Something new. Something... A, a page from the Judice Gorga Manzo, like, field day. Yeah. I was, I was also going to say, like, maybe a page from, like, Atlanta. I feel like Atlanta does oh, these yeah. kind of activities. And, like, and like Nini will, like, kill Marlo. And, like, make her run away or something. I feel like that happened one season. I was thinking more to back to last season with the ropes course thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I was thinking, wasn't there, like, a charity thing that Marlo showed up to and Nini, like, threw a ship fit? Maybe. Mm. Okay, so, my favorite team, Team Sesame Street. We got <laughs> Brandy as Elmo. And we got Cameron as Big Bird. Brandy's just, like, throwing it all out there. <laughs> She's doing voices. I like. She is making um, Cameron's life miserable and like bullying I'm... her to an extreme that we have not seen since the Sonia Barshop feud. No, but we ex- we talked about this <laughs> I know, last I know. <laughs> week, and like it's different because it's like I don't know. It's more fun, yeah, because it's not serious. Sonia actually thought she was better than Cindy Barshop, and she was right. I know, but Brandy actually thinks Cameron's stuck up. And she's, she's right. She's right, too. But she goes about it in a more fun way. Mm. Um, that was fun. But, like, Leanne's... Oh, that was the next thing I wrote. Leanne's Tata's on fire during the ropes course. This woman will do anything for this show. <laughs> he couldn't believe it. She's, like, and then, throwing herself onto the ground. And then they play volleyball, and she single-handedly wins the game. <laughs> Wait, at first, she's like, oh, I can't play volleyball. And then, like, she rethinks it, and, like, oh, I'm not going to get filmed in this scene. And she's like, I could serve. I could serve. And we learned that she was a varsity volleyball player <laughs> at, I guess, the carnival? I, I didn't know that their own league. But she, won, no one got a fucking hit. Do you like volleyball? I feel no. Like I, oh my god, that that was one of the. I feel like volleyball, interestingly enough, was one of the sports during gym that like stressed me out the most because all the pressure is on you. Yeah, like you have to be in a certain position, and like if you miss it, then it's all on you, and the kids make fun of you yeah. and call you Limpress Dan <laughs> or Keen Box. No, I know Keen Box back then. Uh, yeah, I didn't like volleyball at all. I think and now I, I can't play it because of the Keenbox. Because of the Lippert. No, Keenbox. Look it up. I think I like volleyball. Okay. So, post-Robes course, Brandy and Steph have a mission. They want to get their dildo back. Which, I do want to like take a quick aside. I do feel a little uncomfortable with like how... The terminology. The terminology they're using. Yes. Because they brought a black dildo. Yeah. And like it's a little... It's like it's just like it's a little off objectification, mm, I think. Mm, 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 mm. And yeah, they were calling it sexual chocolate, which is just like very yeah. And Leanne was calling it something else too. I forget what she was calling it, but it was bad. <laughs> yeah, it was like yeah. Uh, so I really don't love that, and hopefully they look back on this. And, like, think about it, and maybe don't do it again. <laughs> I mean, hopefully that... Oh, maybe we should ask Andy to talk about that in the reunion. Especially, like... Mm. Yeah. 
given everything that's going on in the world, I want them to inject politics into Dallas just to like <laughs> see what the fuck happens. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, they go on a mission to retrieve the dildo from Leanne and Deandra's room. And they dress like Leanne and Deandra. So I thought at first when they were filming this scene, they were simply dressed for the rest of the night. <laughs> but they put on special outfits and did their hair for this. And if you really look at them, you see it. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it, like the, like Brandy's parted... And Stephanie as Deandra, like, we're sort of new to Deandra, but if you pay attention to sort of, like, what she wears, Stephanie mm. was, like, spot on. Like a flowy... Like a flowy, like, uh, like, not tube top thing, but, like, something that, like, doesn't... It's strapless. Mm. Strapless and flowy. Yeah. And, like, the hair was there with, like... She put, like, a jewel chain thing in it, which I feel like <laughs> Deandra does... So when they go and harass that front de- desk man, the concierge. And he's like, yeah, you're, I'm on camera, of course. <laughs> he's like, I'm friends, with, I'm friends with J-Lo. We were once in an elevator <laughs> together. <laughs> and then she just keeps talking about, like, have you seen my movie? <laughs> Miss Congeniality. Yeah, I, mean, was, I think it was the first time we acknowledge Miss Congeniality. I mean, yeah, on the On TV. the show. We've acknowledged it. Yeah, of course and, we have. And like Leanne's acknowledging it every day on Twitter. Yeah. So that was a fun moment. That was a fun moment and they go and do it. And like when they go, this was actually disgusting. When they go into the room, Stephanie starts eating the cold <gasps> pancakes from the room service leftover Even tray. worse, the cold sausage. Cold sausage. Like a cold pancake. I don't know. The pancake is almost worse to me because... There's a chance that it was, like, in a little bit of uh, syrup, and, like, that would get, like, slimy. I know, but a cold sausage is, like, more prone to bacteria, I want to say. Sure. Either way. Also, like, don't people put their room service trays outside. in the hallway? Yeah, hello. What are you, new? Is this the first hotel you've ever <laughs> been to? <laughs> they're, they're new. <laughs> I do love... Okay, I do love a room service, though, but... I hate how you have to let the person into your room. Oh. Like, put it on the desk, put it on the bed or whatever, because it's just, like... It's less about them coming into my room, because it's not actually my room. It's more of, like, this must suck for you, especially, like, if it's, like, a younger woman, Mm -hmm. and, like, Mm -hmm. you're going into, like, a strange person's room. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. But I'm sure there's, like, systems, like... Tina's going to this room right now to deliver the food. True. But then I'm like, are you judging me because I have the AC down as cold as possible? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I love it dark with like the AC down, down, down and like Bravo on mute. (laughs) Are you just like reading their lips? (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, usually like, usually it'll be like a situation where I am... Doing work. Mm. I mostly travel to places where I stay in hotels for work. Anyways, we don't have to talk about this. (laughs) So, I think we get to the boat, and then we have a confrontation. This boat trip, just to preface it, was the most insane series of events. (laughs) This is why people should be fucking watching this show. I know. It was insane. So, our first confrontation is with... Carrie versus the new popular girls because she was replaced. Mm, yeah, yeah. 
Carrie and Cameron versus New Puppet Girls, right? Yeah. Um, because uh, Brandy and Stephanie were like cozying up to Leanne and Deandra, and it just was like didn't sit well. Yeah. Well, I like this though because there's so many shifting. I like when things are malleable. Things need to shift. It can't be OC where everyone's got their feet stuck in the sand. Right. Of Kelly Dodd's parking lot beach. It was great. Um, and then things start getting a little rocky on the boat. On the boat. And on the boat. Yeah. But, like, all of a sudden people are vomiting. <laughs> Wait, my favorite part about... There was a whole scene where, like, people were just vomiting and, like... Brandy was fine, asking for more shots. Yes. Um, Leanne and Deandra were nowhere to be found. I think they like retired to like the interior illusion lounge. Yeah. And then Carrie starts throwing up because Steph is throwing up. <laughs> and then Brandy takes another shot. But there was... Okay, so there's two things that come up. I think they address Leanne's fiancé's oh. penis. Yeah. And then Leanne zooms in in her confessional. Her confessionals have been wild. They let her do anything. Yeah. They're like, go. Um, And she was posting that same picture. She has one picture where his package apparently looks big, but I was like, it's just like navy. I can't really see anything. But like, yeah, sure. She posted on Twitter too. Imagine if you were rich. Okay, imagine if like Alex was posting. Photos. Photos of your crotch area. Yeah, that'd be crazy. On Twitter to try to prove a point. She's doing what she's got to do. I did write down my notes. Leanne, the LGBTQ ally, and I don't know why. Do you know why? Um, As a professional LGBT? I think she... (laughs) I think when the Roundup stuff came up, she said something in a confessional about like having so many... Like, all of my friends are members of the LGBT community or something mm. like that. Which is very Staubian. Very Staubian. Very <laughs> Morganian. Morganian? Morgan. Sonia Sonia Morgan? Uh. <laughs> I've raised so, yeah. millions for the LGBT. <laughs> she has. <laughs> Uh, and then I think we kind of just end the episode with Stephanie giving us a little sneak attack. She's like, Leanne, something I've been needing to talk to you about all trip. And she's like, show me them titties. And I think that's just how the episode ends. Well, you skipped over the entire part where Cameron runs off the ship because the dildo comes back out. Oh, yeah, 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 that comes back out. It starts tickling her feet. Brandy starts bullying again. Oh, my God. (laughs) Proud bully. Was there anything else? That we're missing? Uh, no. Preview? We're still in Mexico? I think... We gotta be wrapping it up by now. I feel like we're leaving soon. I don't even remember. I don't remember the preview. Neither do I. Hmm. Um, but let's transition to uh, New Jersey. And I late breaking news, not late breaking news, but we just got... I just got a text from our friend, Tim, asking, so is this whole season of Jersey just going to be them... <laughs> them crying over Teresa's dead mom? Because if so, I'm out. <gasps> He must be on, like, the first 15 minutes oh. of the first episode. Although we did get a text early this morning from former guest to the show, Katie Northy, mm-hmm. saying, let me just see, let me pull this up, because it's worth mentioning. She said, Jersey's a flop. Yawn. 
Boring Boca drama. Check, please. And I... Is it not connecting with the straight community? (laughs) Oh my god, because they actually were the ones who talked about fucking Below Deck so much um, when we were at that party Maybe they need like a stew, a first stew to keep it interesting. I don't know. I don't know. And I have like a mixed feelings about this because like right now it's giving us good things in my opinion. It's giving us new things. Yeah, it's giving us new things. But like I'm scared to be tricked by Jersey. Because Jersey has let me down so much in the past several years. But let's talk about it. Okay. Can I start with my... Because the last time I... I had this in my brain last time and I forgot to talk about it. And I really want to make sure I talk about it. Should we start with that or should we start with our call? That's even better, actually. Okay. Yeah, so let's start with our call. We'll discuss that and then my grand theory. So let's take a listen to our friend Sam. Hey, Brendan and Dan. It's your friend Sam. I am calling because I just watched Real Housewives of New Jersey, and I am really looking forward to a great season. I think Danielle is a welcome breath of fresh air, even though obviously she's from past seasons. She's just reality TV gold. The thing I'm confused about and what I would love your opinions on is how the hell is she friends with Melissa and Teresa? No, like, really. Like, one of the reasons New Jersey got to be so difficult to watch is because of all the turmoil in the Judice clan family. I mean, that was really difficult, right? And if you go back to past seasons or past episodes or remember, uh, that was all because Danielle stirred that pot on one of the reunions, and she was making it, you know, she – pitted them against each other and like I know it's reality tv and I know there's always things about uh you know basically I'm sorry I'm watching it at the same time there is basically all this you know information about oh gosh I can't get my thoughts together there's basically you know it's supposed to be fake and um I don't know if it was so fake there were some real tears there and you don't have to play this because I garbled my words. But just answer my question as to how Danielle can possibly be friends with Melissa and uh, Teresa and if you think this is all put on just for the show. Thanks, guys. Your number one fan. Love you. Bye. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Sam. So my initial, my initial answer is yoga. Yoga? <laughs> Namaste. <laughs> Um, but Dan, what are your thoughts? I know you have them. Okay. She brought up the fact that, like, Danielle caused all this drama between Melissa and Trey. Mm-hmm. My counter-argument was, is, it's always been there. Right. She stirred it all up, and definitely didn't help the situation, but from what we understand... Melissa wanted to get on the show from the get-go. Right. What's that thing that people say, like, it's not a symptom of something? Or it's, it's not the problem, it's a symptom of an yes. already existing problem? Yeah. Yeah. So, if anything, Danielle was used by Melissa. ZMLS. ZMLS. ZMLS, like, didn't she reach out to Danielle several on times? On Facebook. Yeah. And they never... I think they said during the season this was the first time they actually met face-to-face. Yeah, cheek-to-cheek. It was all Facebook before. So Facebook-to-Facebook. Cheek-to-cheek. 
Um, so I, I don't think, considering that Melissa's never even met her, I don't think she really holds anything against Danielle. And I think Teresa's problem with Danielle before was she thought she was like this bad woman. Who is she coming into our, like this family, this community, this friendship, da, da, da. Now, Teresa, they're probably not letting her film certain places, this and that, because she's been in jail. For Danielle to reach out to her is like, okay, I got someone who is supporting me now. And I think she sort of said it. Oh, she like said, she was said something like, like Danielle's someone I, like, she's a stranger pretty much, like aside from the experiences they had in the past, mm-hmm. but like. What she did offends me less than, like, when a family member goes yeah. against me or whatever. Maybe she said that on Watch What Happens Live. Yeah. And, like, she probably was dragging Kathy with Kayla yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> Any chance she gets. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think, like, Danielle versus Teresa was ever that serious. Mm-hmm. They were, even the initial fight, aside from the table flip, it was all... Dina versus It was in the Manzos, yeah. Yeah, Dina and Caroline versus Danielle. And then, like, it all escalated. And Jacqueline. Well, yeah, because Jacqueline they didn't and like that Jacqueline Danielle, Danielle were having, like, yeah. a cheek-to-cheek moment. So... What, did you have another theory that you wanted to talk about? Well, yeah, so this is my... There's two different cheeks that are cheek-to-cheek right now. <laughs> Danielle, stop. <laughs> you said cheek-to-cheek for no you brought No, but you brought it up. So you brought it up, I will finish it. <laughs> <laughs> There's two different cheeks that are not even cheeking. Is that what you no, said? No, two different cheeks. Danielle Staub, Margaret Josephs. I think they both are very smart for this. So, Margaret Josephs is coming to the show, mm-hmm. not really knowing anybody, right? Brought on like by Siggy in quotation marks. Mm hmm. Danielle Staub is the one who is, like, out at sea by herself. Right. So for Margaret, it makes sense for her to pair up with her because everyone else has their ally, Mm -hmm. right? For Danielle, I think she has the producer hat on. Like, she knows Margaret is going to be a fan favorite. Okay. And I think... She, when they were filming all this, she didn't know whether she was full-time or not full-time. Mm-hmm. So I think she was just trying to, like, lay her roots into the ground with Margaret. Because we read in Margaret's blog today that whole yoga thing that happened with Danielle, Teresa, and uh, Melissa. The only reason Margaret was involved was because Danielle reached out and said, oh, like, come with us. We're doing yoga this morning. Mm-hmm. All the, the other girls, including Danielle, apparently, were in a group chat together that Margaret was not part of. Oh. So Danielle was like, come along. Interesting. The only hole I find in your theory is that you think that Danielle is smart enough to identify a fan favorite after, like, years of, like, social media unwellness. I know, but I think Danielle... Is doing a good job right now in terms of like... Well, she didn't get that meatball, so... Yeah, but I think that has to do with other things. Okay. Like her relationship with Bravo throughout the years. Mm-hmm. I... Oh my god, I hope they have her and um, Leanne lock in on the same episode of Watch What Happens Live. Also, just one more thing about Dallas. 
The fact that Leanne hasn't been on an episode of Watch What Happens Live yet is crazy, oh, though well, she tweeted yeah, coming soon. I was going to say, But soon. still, like, she is the star. And Deandra, are they going to have any of them? Deandra and Cameron have never been on. I bet they'll have Deandra and Leanne together. And Cameron will just never be on? She'll be bartender. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's get into this episode. Okay, yeah. Sorry for that tangent, but no. Oh, but now, I'm sorry, just to finish it. It's okay. In the post, in the post, post, like in the promo leading up, Margaret and Danielle are like hand in hand. Every event they go to, they're like Mm. the two sisters. And like, it's... Sort of jarring because every once in a while, Margaret looks and sounds like Kim D. They have similar voices. Mm. I bet if you played the two of them. I mean, I'll look for it. I'll look for it in the future. But so let's get into the episode. We're in the aftermath of Cake Gate. You're picking up actually like from Cake Gate, the scene. Yeah. So. So classy. Is what they keep on saying or whatever, but like... And Siggy says, my IQ is a lot higher. <laughs> like, during this fight. Which we later learn that Siggy was drunk and doesn't remember half the thing she says. Yeah, she was Babala. Babala. I don't think it's Babala. Sorry. Um, and then she sort of, like, in that moment, <laughs> blamed Dolores... In a weird way. She said, quote, next time you bring your friends to my fucking town, you better make sure they don't act like this. And it was like, Siggy, you planned this. You brought them to Siggy Raton. And like, they're your friends too. Um, There was a brief scene. So like, then we have everyone's mourning after like, and everyone's calling their significant others or like, Teresa calls her dad. And there was an edit by Bravo where there was a seagull flying. And it was the dad's voice, and it made it look like the seagull was talking. <laughs> I, I didn't notice that. Um, we also get Frank and Frankie, which is, I think, the first time they've ever had a solo scene. That actually confused the hell out of me. Like, when we got Frank and Frankie together, I was like, are we... <laughs> is this it? Is, are, this is it? the vacation over? <laughs> No, I seriously <laughs> thought that. No, I was like, I was like, oh, Dolores is, Dolores is gonna, gonna walk, walk, out. walk through that door. <laughs> but no, it was the most painfully acted scene I've ever seen on a Housewives show. It was just like two meatheads, like they 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 tried going over their lines <laughs> for hours. Frankie, when are you gonna get it together? <laughs> What's this in the sink? Oh, that's mom left it there. The trash cans are outside. <laughs> like, it's just the dumbest thing. Also, like, they could use, like, some things on the wall in that home. Maybe, well, yeah. like... I talk about that every time. It's, like, the most empty home I've ever seen. That kitchen could use, like, like some things on the counter. Like, something. Give like, me, one of those banana holders. Give me, like, a KitchenAid mixer. Give me a banana holder. Give me a fruit bowl. Yeah. Give me a Kardashian cookie jar. Oh, give us several of those. Give me Tom's cookies from Luann's apartment. Oh, my God. The penthouse. There's nothing in there. Except for the, the dirty cutting board that Frankie left in the <laughs> sink. And the bowl of pasta he's making. Um, so, let's go back to Boca. <laughs> Please. <laughs> We're about to namaste all day with the popular girls. <laughs> the popular girls. Wait, did you notice that? See, 
I forgot about this, that Siggy poured wine on the table before the whole cake thing. I feel like that's really the flaw in her argument. Right. Yeah, I forgot about that too. I forgot about that. But like right when they showed the flashback, I remembered it. Mm -mm. But like, yeah, that's so, like whoever said that's so much worse than throwing cake. Is it? Well, it's worse if it, like, okay, here's my take. It's worse if they're still in the middle of eating and dinner and there's another, like, dessert is to come. But the cake thing is the end of the night. So, like, let's throw that cake. And, like, not even that, but, like, if you think about, like, when people throw wine, that's, like... Oh, and it stains. Yeah, it stains, and that's, like, seen, especially in, like, a house, contact of a housewife show, like, we've seen that, and it's always been really bad. And, like, cake and, like, messing around with cake like that is, like, a thing that, like, families do and, like, that sort of thing. Well, people do at, like, a wedding, like, uh, like, throwing the cake and... Yeah, so, like, I would say the wine's worse. Yes. Um, Sorry, Siggy. But we're on, we're not even to yoga, we're at yoga, and we get, is it a confessional when it's the first, or is it in the bus when Margaret first calls her soggy flicker? Because it came very early in the episode, and she says something along the lines like, soggy flicker, I'm crying all night. Oh, it's in a confessional. It's in a confessional, but later she said, did she say it like to Soggy's face? She said it at the condo. The Boca condo. Oh my god. Okay. Um, so, w- before we get to the yoga, we have Siggy and Dolores at Juice Bar without an eye. Yeah. And Siggy's crying again. Unwell. I think she thinks she needs to cry every scene. I don't She's know. cried like four times already this season. <laughs> I don't know, but like, she is a refreshing kind of villain. Mm. It's, it's like, not a it's not a Judice Gorga fight. It's like it's like a Cameron where it's like you didn't know that someone could be a villain in this way, and it's working. Yeah, because it moves the story along. It's something new. Yeah, and it's not too deep that we can't recover from it next season. Right. It's about cake, literally. Yeah. It's like bookgate. Mm. So we have the memorial. I was I. <laughs> I definitely teared up the first episode, and I was about to cry during this memorial as well. The it was a lot for somebody who they just met thirty <laughs> six hours to bring this beautiful white wreath of flowers, yeah, to cast out to sea with all of their like memories of like someone they've lost, and for Margaret it was her grandma for Marge. No, March Senior is her mom. For Danielle, it was her mom. Yeah. For ZMLS, uh, it was her dad and, and her mother-in-law, G. which I thought was very nice. She didn't say much about her, though. And then for Teresa, it was obviously Mama G. It was very sweet, and then Teresa got on the paddleboard and cast it out to sea. Yeah. Which I thought they were really going to take her out, but <laughs> it was just like... <laughs> A few feet in. It would have been nice if, like, Margaret chartered a boat. <laughs> well, we're, we're only talking about 36 hours right now, so. Uh, okay, so then we get to Lori's mansion. Yeah. And we've got a non-pigtail look for Margaret's confessionals. Sorry, I was, like, really keeping up with Margaret's confessionals. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, I focus on Margaret. Margaret. Yeah. Uh but here's okay. Here's where Danielle had her producer hat on. 
when she's sitting at the table discussing their morning, talking about the memorial yeah, in yeah, front yeah. of the two that were not present. I wrote the cool women tell Siggy and Dolores about the roses. Namely Danielle. <laughs> yeah. Siggy's mad. And then they split up into like two groups. Yeah, this I really couldn't understand. One for tennis with Margaret, Siggy, and Dolores. Yeah. And then one for like just sitting by the pool drinking champagne. Which would you choose? <laughs> <laughs> the pool. So that whole scene with the lifeguard and Teresa, I thought was wild. Well, that was the scene that we thought was going to be the reveal of this guy that everyone thought Teresa was dating. Yeah. Remember? Because yeah. we only got like a Flashes. shirtless body. Yeah. Um, Maybe it's still coming. He looks like if, okay, if Ariana from Vanderbilt Rules, if her brother was attractive and had a good body. Meaning he had a blonde body. I mean, he looked like, not like an American gladiator. Yeah. Like, remember that show? He looked like George of the Jungle. Yeah. And Teresa was having fun. And then when Teresa got out of the pool and Danielle kept on <sighs> making the jokes, that was fun. Comedic. I, comedic queen. Comedy queen. Producer queen. Comedy queen. Beautiful queen. Um, Siggy is one of those people who... Goes on vacation, has such high expectations about every aspect of it, like activities and yeah, like this sort of it thing, all out. and like doesn't allow herself to have any sort of fun. Like even if something, like if something goes wrong, most people will be like, um, whatever. Like we'll make the best of it. Yeah. She like dwells on it, and she brings Delore down with her. Yeah. See, I see a little bit of that self in me, only in terms of like when I go on vacation, I like to know like, okay. This is what we're doing for breakfast. This is what we're doing for lunch. This is what we're doing for dinner. Da, da, da. But like everything in between, I'm go with the flow. Mm-hmm. But I just like to have a vision of like where the next food source is. Yeah, basically you're saying you like to plan your food. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dolores and Margaret go at it a little bit because Dolores is mad that Margaret oh, isn't yeah. staying loyal to the person who invited her. And... I think it's a good thing that Dolores is bringing this up. Like, I think it's an interesting plot point because usually we're like, it doesn't matter. By the second episode, like, everyone forgets who brought whom on. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're all just like... Yeah. But this, like, grounds Jersey in, like, real relationships, which mm-hmm. I like. It's also interesting because... I mentioned to you today, I'm actually reading Margaret's blogs, and I never read any of the blogs. Not even Queen Dorinda. I don't know if they do blogs in OC. I don't think so. They don't know how to read. (laughs) Uh, But for some reason, I'm just like, I want to know what Margaret has to say. Mm -hmm. So Margaret loves Teresa, Melissa, Danielle. Hates Siggy. Well, goes back and forth with Dolores. Well, because Dolores is in, in the interesting space where she's actually been friends with Teresa for 20 years. Yeah, but this has nothing to do with Margaret. I know, but like, I'm saying like, if Margaret, if this must mean that Dolores like, bops in and out of like, Siggy and Teresa's good favor, which would affect what Margaret thinks. Yeah. So I mm, think that's I an see, I interesting see, see. element okay. to it all. I know you only focus on Margaret, but you have to think about the other people's <laughs> yeah. situations. But we saw Dolores getting heated, which 
was a little preview of like what mm-hmm. we have to expect a few times this season because we've seen her in the previews get like yelling at Danielle. Yeah, so I can't wait. And Teresa too. Yeah. Oh my god, this is. I think there, I think we have something. We've got something. But where are we going on another vacation? They go to uh, Italy. Oh my god, Italy's usually good too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we have Siggy's condo. We have the Siggy Memorial Wall with <laughs> ten different pictures of Siggy by herself. Okay, I want the photo of Siggy with a hat and a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> In your own home? On my tombstone. Mm-mm-mm. Um This was the craziest thing I've ever seen. For someone who's like so proud of her decorating skills. Well, like, and also, like, she made a big point that it her house looked exactly like her house, house at home. At home, which is actually interesting because when this was in a preview, I thought they were back at home oh. for this fight because <laughs> it does look yeah, a lot yeah, alike. Yeah. It, but like, I see if I had like a summer house or like a vacation house, I would want to like try something different, right? Because you're like away, so let's forget about home. You know? Yeah, but. Here we have the Siggy Memorial <laughs> wall. And then the personal chef called Sexy Chef. S-E-X-Z Sex Chef. Z Chef, known for his salty crab cakes. <laughs> <laughs> I... The crab cake looks good to me. I know. I, I, even before we started talking about the saltiness, I was like, that looks pretty good. And, like, I'd rather... I think I'd rather, like, it be salty than be bland. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'm team sexy team on that sexy. one. <laughs> okay, so we get the fight. And, like, okay, yeah. everyone's yelling. Siggy wanted them to apologize first thing in the morning. Teresa's mad at Dolores for taking Siggy's side. We get another Margaret. I love... Oh, no, I wrote I love. Um, <laughs> she says Siggy Flicker, better known as Soggy Flicker. Like, she must have had that up her Ready. sleeve. She watched last season. <laughs> um, so, Danielle, a few lines that she said. One, you gave her a gift. The gift should be utilized however she wants. I wrote that down, too. Oh and I was like, good point. Yeah, <laughs> utilize that gift. Like, the word choice was just Italian chef gifts. And then when, like... When Siggy starts screaming, trashy, 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 Danielle loses her mind and says, I can't hear trash. <laughs> um, uh, Moles said, remind me to only ever go out for my birthday with fun, fun people, which is like... Yeah, remind me that. Mood. And by like how she said, like, if we place the cake properly, then it would have been okay. Like, like just touching like Teresa's cheek. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when they're walking out, when Teresa says, I don't want your fucking soggy... Salty. Uh, no, I don't want your fucking doggy bag. The crab cake was salty anyway. It My my notes auto-corrected doggy bag to soggy. <laughs> 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 I loved Siggy in that moment when she said that because she, like, she turned to Dolores and said, did she just say the crab cake was salty? <laughs> Queen of uh, entertaining. And Margaret walking out with her new friends. Yes, and... <laughs> we get Dolores calling them Sneaky Margaret and Crazy Danielle. Which is a very Trumpian Mm -hmm. way to label people. Yeah. 
So, like, beautiful episode. Like I said, I think I think we're in a good place. I'm just scared because Jersey has let me down in the past. Yeah, you have a right to be scared. Thank you. So, shall we move to the freak of the week? Yeah, so this freak of the week came to my attention today. You may have learned, not this past weekend, but the weekend before, Heidi and Spencer of The Hills fame gave birth to their first child, Gunner Stone Pratt, with which they were featured on the cover of Us Weekly, Heidi and Spencer's Miracle Baby. But not only were they featured on this cover, Heidi and Spencer made an Instagram account for Gunner Pratt. And the caption was my first cover with a photo of the Us Weekly cover. I love when people do this for either their babies or their dogs. Give them a voice. Anthropomorphize. What's that? Anthropomorphize? What does that mean? Well, it's for animals, but I guess also like in this sense, because anthropomorphize is like when you make a an animal like a human like a like like a, a disney character like give them a personality yeah 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 like this baby didn't fucking write my first cover yeah he doesn't know what's going on but this makes me think a little bit i because spencer i feel like for the longest time really didn't want children i wonder if this is like a hail mary move like let's have some kids maybe we could judge this into like a tori and dean like they're sick of bopping around to every like hollywood uh, coach show or whatever they're called, like Family Matters. Yeah. Oh my god, what am I thinking of? Divorce court, not divorce court. <laughs> wife swap? Not wife swap, but like all those shows that happen to have, they put all those reality oh, stars in Oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, like marriage count, marriage boot camp. Marriage boot camp, that sort of stuff. Now I they want to be on a baby boot camp? <laughs> um, maybe. Yeah. Oh, one thing, speaking of those shows, that we forgot to talk about was Scared Famous released the trailer. Oh. Oh, yeah. So, just a little bit of a tangent since we're on the subject. Yeah. This isn't part of the freak or the queen. This is in the middle. It's like yeah. a sandwich this yeah. time. <laughs> um, Scared Famous, which we talked about, which is a reality show where a bunch of VH1 or Viacom celebrities are going to be put into a house, and it's like... Which they're not premiering till. October 23rd. I think they should have done it earlier. Like, they should have done it. October's well, a scary month. Let's just get it going. They should have done what American Horror Story does. Yeah. Um, and release it like a little before. So like you're reaching the climax around yeah, yeah, yeah. Halloween. But um, it's the one that Alaska's on. It's one that Tiffany New York Pollard is on. Um, some other standouts. Drita Devanzo from Drita, Mom yeah. Um, that person that was rumored to be on Atlanta Housewives this year. The one from... Ava, Ava. Marcel. So... It looks really good, and my favorite parts are all Alaska not being part of the conflict at all, but just, like, being a fucking drag queen in this house. She does. Aja, you're perfect, you're beautiful, you look like Landa Evangelista drag. Yeah, and then she summons the god warrior. Yes. Which is beautiful. Mwah! We'll be tuning in, and... It's probably not one of those shows. It's not like you recap it or like yeah. talk about What's it a lot, but say? we'll like talk about our favorite moments because mm-hmm. I'm sure there will be some. Yeah. Okay. Freak. No, the queen. Oh, the queen. I will say, going back to queen. the freak. Yeah. Spencer looks handsome in that cover shot. Okay. <laughs> Tell us your queen. <laughs> so 
This is your this queen. Is, this is a queen and also like something you're sleeping on. So if you're not familiar with the book, Call Me By Your Name, a film is being released this fall starring Army Hammer and Timothy something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like, it's a queer coming of age love story mm-hmm. situation. Great um, book. If Run you along. know like a lot of queer, if you know any queer men, they've probably read it. Um, and then like if you know anyone who writes for anywhere, they've probably already seen the movie because like people who write for places get to see things. I think, I think also in New York though they had it for the Tribeca Film Festival and you oh, yeah. buy tickets for that. Um, so they they released a clip the people who make the movie of like this one scene where it's Army Hammer's character dancing like at a party and then the other character gets up and dance timothy something (laughs) something. and there's this brilliant twitter account (laughs) that i'm obsessed like i all i did today actually no i was actually really busy at work but (laughs) in all my downtime all i did was watch these clips and it's like people have put this scene to Carly Rae Jepsen. People have put it to... Uh, Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Girls Just Want to Have Fun. There was a really good one um, to Look What You Made Me Do. Mm-mm-mm. It's really good. A great good. one to the theme song of Come Through Queen. Yeah, if you <laughs> haven't seen it yet. <laughs> that you commissioned me to do. <laughs> it's maybe our most unwell content that we've ever created. Yeah. And we've been creating some pretty unwell content sure. in the past few weeks. Yeah. Um, so check it out. It is, um, twitter.com slash army dancing to an army spelled A R M I E like the hammer. Yeah. Um, and then there's like some really good ones that appear on other channels that people made themselves like on come through queen or other places. Sure. So there's a new rules one. There was a new rules one. Oh when I my God. Earlier. I can't wait to watch that one. <laughs> so that's it for this week. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate it. We would love if you leave to, left us a review. Um, we really would love if you called and gave us any of your thoughts on um, the shows that are currently airing. Yeah, see, it spurs on interesting discussion. Yeah, 717-47-FREAK is where you can call. That's 717-47-FREAK. You can find Brendan at NotBrendan. You can find me at IDKIDK. Um, yeah, so- and... I'll be gone next week, but Dan will move this ship forward. Yeah. So like, comment, subscribe, heart share, retweet. Love us, love us. Please retweet. I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. I want to see you come through, queen. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.